And uh, in these last couple of days, we have had the great uh, privilege, I would say, to pray for so many people through our time of praying and fasting. And talking about praying and fasting this evening, I just want to continue uh, sharing with you uh, 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 this from this passage of scripture, which talks about true worship, which talks about uh, w- the kind of fasting that kind of kind of pleases God. Uh, I don't know about you, but I think I've shared this with some of you or uh, during one of these uh, fasting and prayer times that we have as a community. Man, I have to say the way I was introduced to praying uh, and the way I was introduced to fasting, I was like, man, if you it was it was probably introduced to me in a very very stringent very very uh, i would say a robotic mechanical way uh, as to how an individual should pray and how an individual should fast so I, I have to be honest and i have to give this disclaimer at the beginning this evening i hated fasting all right uh, anybody with me on that i hated fasting i was like man this is one of the most torturous things anybody can ever do. And if this is from God, how can a good God torture his people like this? Am I the only one who thought this way? Right? Anybody with me on that show of emoji, show of hands, if somebody thought that, man, this is probably one of the worst things God can ask from humanity is to pray and fast. I mean, to give up your burgers, to give up your steak, since we're talking about steak in chat, to give up your best meals that you can get time and like, you know, go out and celebrate. But man, I can't think about fasting when everybody around me is feasting. You know, those times where you make it, a, you make it a decision to fast for that one meal and then your best friend or your or, or whoever you're spending your time with will will either talk about the thing that you have been craving for the most or the will talk about the memories that you have had about the most exclusive meal that you've ever had have you experienced those times and moments you feel like socking them let's be real but but you have you're a christian you know you you have to be nice to them you have to say the right thing so you're like <laughs> you smile and wave and just kind of let that conversation pass by. But man, I, I need to tell you something. God had changed the narrative for me uh, through, the, through, through life about, this, about fasting and prayer in such a beautiful way. Uh, and and I, I want to say that it's only and only because of, of some of the great moments that we, uh, we have experienced as a community, we have experienced as, as friends, you know, who have been doing life with over so many years that has helped me change the narrative of praying and fasting. So I want to tell you this, if you have never fasted in your life, or if, it, if it's been a long time since you have fasted, I want to tell you, find a bunch of good friends who will encourage you to do that. Right. If, if, if you have lost your motivation, if you have lost encouragement for praying and fasting, I want to tell you, find those people who would encourage you to do that. Because in, in the in the in the midst of great encouragement, right, you it's, it's amazing how much can happen where you just need that one person. You just need that one phone call. You just need that one text message to let you know that you're going to be OK. You just need that one encouragement to let you know that you're going to be OK. But today, what I want us to do dive into is if you've had this morphed or this walked out imagination and understanding of fasting, uh, I want to say you're, you're not alone, right? Because even though people who have done this right still get it wrong, even though people who have been 
doing this on a consistent basis still miss out on the true essence and the true purpose, the true importance of doing this. And I want us to go back to Isaiah 58. That's where we're going to be basing off our our entire uh, talk this evening. And I'm calling this one, Come Out of the Shallows. Come out of the shallows. If, if you guys are with me uh, still, uh, I know you guys are really enjoying the chat tonight. Please keep it going. But if somebody can just put that up in chat tonight, come out of the shallows. Come out of the shallows. That's what I'm titling tonight's talk. And, and I'm basing this off from uh, Isaiah 58. And we're going to be reading this these few verses and, and we'll take it from there, all right? I'm reading the New Living Translation, the NLT version of, uh, of Isaiah 58. And this is what it says. Shout with the voice of a trumpet blast. Shout aloud, uh, shout aloud. Don't be timid. Tell my people, Israel, of their sins. This is God basically talking to the prophets. Just to give you, just to give you a background of this text, this is God speaking to Isaiah to tell the people what, what, the, what God is feeling about their worship and their fasting. This is going to get interesting. This is going to hit us where we don't like it. I'm just giving you the disclaimer. This is the word of the Lord, but this is an amazing reminder. Let's go. Verse 2. They said, yet... They act so pious. They, they come to the temple every day and seem delighted to learn all about me. They act like a righteous nation that would never abandon the laws of its God. They ask me to take action on their behalf, pretending they want to be near me. We have fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed? We have been hard on ourselves and you don't even notice it. Come on, we all have said that, right? God, I have done this. Why do you even taking notice? God, I have prayed so diligently. Why aren't you even taking notice of my prayers? That's, that's pretty much what, 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 what God is trying to tell Isaiah over here. And then God says, I'll tell you why. I respond. It is because you are fasting to please yourselves. Even while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep fighting and quarreling? The kind of, this kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. You humble yourselves by going through the motions of penance, bowing your heads like reeds bending in the wind. You dress in burlap and cover yourselves with ashes. Is that what you call fasting? Do you really think this will please the Lord? Do you really think this will please the Lord? No, this is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them and do not hide from relatives who need your help. Then salvation will come like the dawn and your wounds will quickly heal. Your godliness will lead you forward and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Then when you call, the Lord will answer, yes, I am here. He will quickly reply, remove the heavy yoke of oppression. Stop pointing a finger and spreading vicious rumors. God is still going at it, man. God is like just talking and he's telling, laying it straight to, to, the, to the people of Israel. And, and this is just going to get even more exciting from verse 10. He says, feed the hungry and help those in trouble. Then your light 
will shine out from the darkness and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. Will be as bright as noon. Let's just pray. God, I just want to pray for all of us on this call right now. I want to pray for all of us watching this, uh, whether now or even later, that your word would come alive. Lord, that our conversations, Lord, uh, that we have tonight around this text, God, that your Holy Spirit would speak to each and every one of us. You know the desires of our heart. You know where we need your word the most. You know, Holy Spirit, where we need you to work the most, Lord. So I pray for this time that we are going to go into. Anoint this conversation, Lord. We pray for clarity. In Jesus' name, God, we ask you. Amen. Amen. You know, the, 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 if you go back and read the background context with the text that we have just read, it's incredible. You know, the, the people of Israel, they have just come out of the exile and, uh, you know, they, they're just about to get their, uh, their, their routine going. They're just about to get their worship going. And, and while they're trying to figure these whole bunch of things out, God is intervening. God is intersecting in all that they're doing. And, and what I want to do tonight is kind of really help us see the true importance and the true purpose of fasting. What I want to do tonight is something that God was really challenging us even through the times of this entire last week of praying and fasting as a community is that it is time for zealous to really make a shift in our relationship with God. It is that time as a community where you and me really need to understand the truths and the principles of the kingdom, not just from a surface level, but to kind of really dive in to the deep. But how many of us know that we really can't dive into the deep unless we come out of the shallows? How, how, how many of us also understand the importance that you and me really can't be playing, uh, you know, uh, 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 in a pool time of kiddies pool when we need to be going swimming in, in like a proper full-size pool of, of called Christian life and, and called ad advancing in your Christian faith and growing and maturing in our faith. And one of the key reasons, one of the key things that you and me need to focus on is your worship. And fasting and praying is one of the acts or one of the means of worship. And tonight, I would just want to lay it out that when we talk about expressing our worship to Jesus, it, there comes a time where it has to go beyond two songs, guys. Anybody with me on that? There comes a time where, where your worship needs to go beyond 25 minutes. There comes a time where your worship and your praise needs to go beyond Sunday. There comes a time where your worship and praise needs to go beyond your favorite Spotify playlist. There comes a time where your worship needs to go beyond just singing your favorite hymns and your favorite songs as to, or as to how it needs to be reflected and modeled out through your life. And that is what God is trying to, to kind of, you know, bring the attention of the people of Israel to. And, and he's using the, the, the acts of fasting. He's using the acts of praying and fasting and living as godly people as, as the same thing that he wants them to understand that what they need to really let go of. And, and I, this is this, this, when I was meditating on this, this hit me hard because you know, they, it seems over here, if you start reading this passage, right, it seems that they're, they're doing the right things. Like they're going by the book. They're doing what God has asked them to do. But yet there's something missing. Have you, have you been in that place? Have you done everything by the book, but there is still something missing? 
you you you've said the right things you've done the right things you have kind of done everything possible that that is that is defined as right you have done it but there is still something missing when it comes to your relationship with god and that is the very things that god is kind of bringing their attention to so i want to kind of start by asking you this simple uh, uh this this few things that i want to highlight from these uh, text right that when god starts speaking to the community of israel he kind of starts asking them a few basic questions but basically what what god is trying to do is god is trying to draw their attention from something so what is god drawing their attention from what is god drawing their attention from i want to i want to if you're taking notes or if you're writing down these things i want to really help you see a few things that god is drawing their attention from the a couple of things that god is drawing their attention from is putting up a religious show putting up a religious show god is drawing their attention from hypocrisy god is drawing their attention from from a lifestyle that is self-centered and god is drawing their attention from calling and he's calling out their shallow worship you know he he there's there's a point where it says right it seems that they want to know all about me but their fasting is all about themselves you know that the fasting is all about themselves one of the one of the things that has been engraved in my understanding when it comes to fasting is that when you fast when when you and me fast we are not twisting the hand of god we cannot do that we we really cannot do that we are 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 starving or or are letting go of a few things is not does not give us the right or the liberty to kind of make god into a puppet and and kind of you know work as to how we want god to work and and that is what god is trying to get their attention to and as as a church tonight i want us to see that if you can allow the holy spirit to really dive in deep into your worship the the very things that you define as worship the very the very the very definitions of worship the very definitions of praise the very definitions of prayer and 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 a godly life and a, and a god centered life all of us have definitions to those things are you guys with me all of us each one of you on this call has a has a definite meaning or at least a fair amount of understanding when we use words like worship when we use words like prayer when we use words like fasting but i want to ask you these questions that god is trying to ask the the, the people of israel because he is keen to get your attention have we made worship so hypocritical that we are not even allowing our hearts and our lives to be molded by it have we made worship a religious show that those that those 25 minutes is just something that we need to escape from so that we can move into something else have we made our our times of praying and fasting so so shallow that is all about petitions and it is all about requests that we want to put forward before god but there's no time where you and me are are spending to hearing uh, when it comes to hearing from god those are the very things that god is calling their attention from but i want to tell you that he is all he's not leaving us there God is not leaving us there. You know, uh, I I love that when God gives you and me a promise, when God gives you and me a word to live according to his scriptures when he gives it out. He he just doesn't 
I've said this earlier, he just doesn't want us to be religious puppets, right? He just doesn't want us to be these guys, these kind of people who are so like, so stiff necked, so, so rigid, so like solid, you know, it, it, it comes about, it's just a show off your mouth. It's just a show of, of what, what's happening on the outward, but deep down inside, there's nothing really going right. And I'm telling you, the pandemic has brought some of these things to light, right? The pandemic ha has brought to light how much you and me need Jesus. The pandemic has brought to light of our, those very limitations that you and me face as an individual that keep us from diving in to having an intimate relationship with Jesus. And I want us to see that even uh, in James, you know, James kind of gives us such a beautiful description of what true spirituality and true worship looks like. And, and if, True spirituality is got to do with obedience of the scriptures. True spirituality and, and, and obedience to the scriptures kind of go hand in hand. It, you cannot separate one from the other. And James helps us see this when he's talking from the uh, verses, chapter 1, verses 22 to 27. He says, don't just listen to the word of truth and not respond to it. And not respond to it. For that is the essence of self-deception. So always let his word become like poetry written and fulfilled by your life. I love how the Passion Translation brings that up. You know, the word of God has the potential to become this creative, this powerful dynamite, to kind of become this powerful narrative that comes alive through your life. If you listen to the word and don't live out the message you hear, you become like the person who looks in the mirror of the word to discover the reflection of his face in the beginning. You perceive how God sees you in the mirror of the word, but then, can somebody say, but then? Can somebody say that? I know you're on mute, but still just go ahead and say it. But then, but then you go out and forget your divine origin. But those who set their gaze deeply into perfecting the law of liberty are fascinated and respond to the truth they hear and are strengthened by it. They, they experience God's blessing in all that they do. And, and I, I want us to focus our attention on these last couple of verses. If someone believes that they have a relationship with God, but fails to guard his words, his heart is drifting away and his religion is shallow and empty. His heart is drifting away and his religion is shallow and empty. And he hits it home and he says it in verse 27. James is helping us realize this. True spirituality that is pure in the eyes of our father God is to make a difference in the lives of the orphans and the widows in their troubles and to refuse to be corrupted by the world's values. Now, for all of those who have asked these, these crazy questions that I never understand Christianity, I never understand what this whole Christian faith is all about. I, I have to say that sometimes the Bible makes it so plain and simple. You want to know what true spirituality is when you put your faith in Jesus Christ? You want to know what, what happens when you and me, when we are called to live out as Christ followers, when we are called to live out as his sons and daughters, when we are called to live out as people who, who are to be modeling out, to be the salt and the light. This is what it boils down to. And, and as much as God is calling the, uh, calling the attention of the people of Israel from something, 
the same God is also calling their attention to something. What, so what is God calling their attention to? God is calling their attention to a couple of things is that uh, he's calling their attention to a life of genuine compassion for others, a life of genuine compassion for others. Jesus is calling you and me to live a life of authenticity and integrity in, in these ever-changing and compromising times. God is asking the people of Israel to live a life that radiates the very character and the nature of God. That is what God is calling every single one of us into. And today, you know, even in the new, this, if you think this was in the Old Testament, James is kind of replicating that, that the drawing out that same principle and helping us see the true spirituality that is pure in the eyes of our father to make a difference is, is to make a difference in the lives of orphans and widows in their troubles and to refuse to be corrupted by the world's values. What is that? That is you and me being the very salt and light that God is asking us to be in this time and in this era. You know, you might be saying, hey, Ninad, I know it's pandemic. I can't really invite people to my home. Of course. But, but when, 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 when the writer is, is using the words orphans, can I tell you there's so many people who are living as spiritual orphans right now? They, they may have the basic necessities. They may have the basic provisions of life uh, uh, when it comes to the natural, but deep down inside, when it comes to the actual questions and the actual purpose of life, they are lost. People are lost. People need the spiritual covering. People are living as spiritual orphans. People are living as, as, as there is no one to take care of them. And you and me can be the ones who bring the hope of the gospel the hope of the gospel, the hope that you and me have received through Jesus to bring in to their life. And you can do it is, is in these simple ways where you can be honest, where you can be affectionate, where you can be compassionate by just being available for them. Just be available. You don't, have, you don't always need the bright answers. Can I say that? Because let's be real. Sometimes we don't have it. Sometimes we don't have the best answers. We, we, don't have, we don't know what to say. We don't know how to say it. But the fact that you and me can be available for people makes a world of a difference. Are you guys with me? Am I talking to somebody tonight? You guys are awfully quiet tonight, right? I mean, just a five, 10 minutes back, the chat was buzzing, man. Right? And, and it's amazing. It's, it's amazing your availability with the presence of God in you, how much of an impact it can have on the lives of people. Zealous, God is bringing us to this space. God is bringing us to this timely reminder. You and me are a community not to just equip ourselves and fill ourselves and kind of, you know, grow ourselves spiritually. You and me exist as a community for the rest of the people around us, for the rest of the communities around us. And I hope we don't forget that. I know each of us have probably gone through some of the horrible times in the recent one year or 18 months. You might have been battered. You might have been cast down. You might have lost your encouragement. You might have lost your zeal. But it is time for you and me to rise up and be available, be, be that compassionate community, be that generous people because 
of the living hope that lives in you. That lives in you. See, because when, when we talk about Jesus and when we talk about our lives, Jesus calls us out from the shallow life of portrayal to a life of authenticity and awe. He's not calling you to live in this shallow life of portrayal where every day you have to put on this mask and say and act and behave as if everything is all right with you, man. Let's be real. This pandemic has messed up our heads a bit. We all have gone cuckoo at some seasons of our life. We all have kind of, uh, you kind of lashed out at, at our loved ones because it's so easy to do that, right? It's so easy to lash out at your loved ones. Go and do the same thing to a stranger and see what happens. And if that stranger is 10 times your size, then, then you, you'll be so careful with every word that you use, right? With, with every reaction that you have. But man, when, when, it's, when it's with the person who stays with you, who, who you do life with on a regular basis, it is so easy. I see you guys smiling. I see you guys smiling. It's so easy. It's so easy to live and portray something that is not happening in your life. It is so easy to come up on a, on a Sunday, on a Sunday basis. It is so easy to show up on, uh, on every church gathering possible and act as if we are hundred percent. All right. Can I tell you this? Jesus doesn't expect you to walk into his presence with a fake or with a facade, because let's be real. He knows what's happening with you. He knows exactly what is happening with me. He knows that the Ninath that is trying to kind of be this complete person is never going to be complete by himself. That's why Ninath needs the person of Jesus Christ. And that's why I need the person of the Holy Spirit, the helper, the advocate to help me put my life in place. Because let's be real, man. No amount of expertise, no amount of wisdom, no amount of motivation, no amount of self-help is enough to put your life together. But when Jesus steps into your life when Jesus if I may say would step into your boat man you guys are going fishing when Jesus steps into your boat you guys are going to be experiencing something that is beyond your imagination when it comes to joy when it comes to peace when it comes to that real authenticity when it comes to that real love and awe for the person of Jesus Christ Because a life that is impacted by the gospel is fueled by the scriptures and, and it comes alive through your, through with, with our zeal, even in the mundane and true worship that, that God is trying to help us see. It really originates from our hearts, but it is expressed through your skills. True worship is expressed through your talent, through your resources, through your, uh, uh, through your giftings and the abilities that God has gifted you with but it is also expressed in your environments. It is also expressed in our environments. And, and that's why I'm telling you, that's why one of the reasons I always exhort, where I always encourage you during those times of worship is because I don't want you, or I don't want, I, forget about me. I think God doesn't want you to just mimic the songs that are being sung, right? God doesn't want you to just to, to kind of just sing along because you have to sing along. God doesn't want you to clap along because worship leader is asking you to clap along. I mean, 
God doesn't want you to jump or or sing or dance because the guys on stage are asking you to do this. I mean, we don't have a stage right now, uh, you know, since it's all virtual. But but you remember the times where, man, I, I hope some of the worship leaders, are you guys here with me on this call? Uh, where Brian is here, Benji is here. You should hear the pain that they have when they have to put in all their energy, all their excitement to get you guys to just sing along. to get you guys to clap along to get you guys to kind of you know get going and and kind of join the band in all that they do i mean denzel would be practicing for these couple of hours making sure he gets his drum beats right and when he comes to play and he sees these long strong stern faces he's like my goodness why did i even practice am i talking to somebody tonight you know every time you and me take our time to express your worship to express what's going on in your heart and and i love the start of the chat tonight you know with that one simple word that came out anxious that is real man that that is you and me that is that is us being real that is you and me being as true to ourselves and and to others as as much as possible and that is what jesus is calling us into so i want to ask you right Do we see a bit of ourselves in Isaiah 58 as a community? Let me go ahead and own this up and answer this for behalf of all of us. We are those people, Celis. We are those people who have limited God just by our show of religion. we are those people who have been hypocritical when when everything in our life or or maybe some of the things in our life are messed up yet we come and show strong faces every day and 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 i love it that we have faith i love it that we are strong but i hope it's not at the cost of not being authentic at the cost of not being broken enough and to allow the love and the person of jesus christ to step in and to heal us where we need it the most i hope that we we that we don't kind of shy away from allowing the work of the holy spirit to really convict you to really convict you where you need it the most see because when when isaiah is talking about fasting and praying right he is really pushing us and helping us see what is really going on in our heart because fasting and prayers is a heart hunger for god fasting and prayers is a heart hunger for god it is not simply subtracting from your life fasting is not something just taking something away from your life but it is adding on to your life the very things that you are subtracting uh, that that space that is created by the very things that you take away it is adding on something different like for example when you and me are fasting from food you are taking that same time to add on your times of prayer your times of personally being in communion with god your times of being of offering that worship to jesus when you take off when you take that time away from the normal things that bring you pleasure it's so that you can seek a higher pleasure that is found in the presence of god it is not you're not going on a hunger strike guys when you fast you're not you're not just going on a starving or or a diet mode when you're fasting somebody somebody put this in such a beautiful way fasting without quality prayer time is just starving fasting 
without your personal devotional time with Jesus Christ is just starving. You you are not fasting really if you're not spending time with God. You are just just starving on that on that particular time or that given day. And I want us to bring us back, you know, where Jesus is calling out the 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 hypocrisy in our lives. I think I think if there's one person who has a permission to do that is Jesus Christ. If there's one person who has a permission who should have the person uh, permission to call out the hypocrisy is Jesus Christ. I mean, I know you go all defensive and you go all your guards up and other people have to call out the hypocrisy. That's that's okay, that's a whole another conversation to have. But can I tell you when it comes to Jesus, please don't do that. Can you allow Jesus Christ to call out the hypocrisy? Can you allow Jesus Christ to call out the religious attitudes that he wants to liberate us from? I mean, he died so that those things don't have to bother you anymore. He gave his life so that you and me don't have to live in that in that tension of 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 trying to always please God or kind of come before him with with a with with this genuineness. And and Jesus also right when he was speaking about about fasting he he kind of he knew the people he was talking to he was talking to these so called religious leaders he was talking to the so called people of faith and and who who are who had taken up the responsibility to advance the faith of the communities uh, the the so called pharisees and the religious teachers of that day he was telling them and see matthew in the in this particular conversation matthew 6 and these couple of verses jesus is helping them see and says and when you fast this is jesus talking by the way and when you fast don't make it obvious as the hypocrites as the hypocrites do for they try to look miserable and disheveled so people will admire them from their fasting i tell you the truth that that is the only reward they will ever get but when you fast comb your hair and wash your face then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father who knows what you do in private and your father who sees everything will reward you you see even jesus in this particular conversation is is calling out the shallow pattern of religion and routine that was followed by the religious teachers that was followed by the religious teachers and and these outward expressions of worship seem to be on point right uh this is this is something that god dropped in my heart and i i want you to just see this right the outward expressions of worship are are always on point when it comes to us but the but it it has no connection absolutely from what's happening inside it has no connection from what your inner being what your inner man is going through what uh, to to one thing is what your mouth and your body is declaring and the second thing what your inner heart and your inner man is experiencing it's it's so different most of the times and that is what jesus is call, calling us and those are the very things that the holy spirit wants to correct and change in your life because can i tell you this if all that we talk and if all that we discuss on sundays does not really trickle through your mondays and your saturdays we are living in denial if all that we speak about if all faith and and worship and prayer and devotion and church is what we talk about on sundays but it does not really connect in your day to day life we are living in denial let me let me put it this way if the gospel message is not changing your day to day life you are living in denial denial of the true worship that god desires from each one of us from each one of us 
Because if the scriptures are not convicting you, if our, if your prayer life is just self-centered and a mere show, we are living in the shallows of religion. And I, can I say this zealous tonight? God wants to remind you and maybe even correct some of us. And he's saying this to you. Come out of the shallows. Come out of the shallows. Take time to understand and perceive what Jesus wants from your life. Can I say this? Take time to act on the scriptures and the promises that you have been hearing and sitting on. Take time to be the salt and the light that Jesus is asking each one of us to be. See, because can I say this? The promises of God are far more greater and life-giving. The grace of God is still available for the worst mistakes of your life. The blood of Jesus is still powerful enough to heal and to deliver you from the grip of depression, from the grip of anxiety, and from the grip of worry. That's the power of the blood of Christ. That's the power of the sacrifice that Jesus has for each and every one of you. And the truth is, right, God is still keen and willing to declare something beautiful over his people. You know, I love it that when God corrects, when God brings correction, when God brings conviction, he does not leave us at that correction and conviction because after correction, after conviction comes restoration. And you see this beautifully in Isaiah 58. Now, I want, us, I want you to see that this is what a God-sized potential for every Christ follower can look like. This is what it can look like. If you let go of the grip of your self-satisfying needs and focus on the will of God, if you really move away from a lifestyle of hypocrisy and kind of embrace the authentic relationship with Jesus, God says you are setting up yourselves for these promises. What are those promises? If you see verse 11 and 12, this is what it says. The Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. You will be a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. Some of you will rebuild the deserted ruins of your cities. Then you will be known as a rebuilder of walls and restorer of homes. This is one of the most incredible promises that God is giving to those same people he is correcting. You know, that is the love of God. You know, that is his compassion for you, that he does not just condemn you. He does not leave you in guilt. He does not guilt trip you. He does not leave you in that shame-filled life, but he has the potential. He has the power and he has the concern and the affection to kind of restore all that we lose out because of our religious mindset and because of our past sins and our wrongs. And zealous, I want to tell you the God that we who who's correcting us and who's convicting convicting us is also the same God who has the power to restore. And I want to close off tonight by something practical. I want us to I want to close this talk out. But if you and me really have this desire to come out of the shallows, Jesus wants that for each and every one of you. God wants that for each and every one of you. He desires that you no longer live your life in the same 15-minute worship routine, that same five-minute devotional. You know, he desires more out of you. And as you start doing the basics of what Jesus is asking you to do, 
this is the truth you know those same verses that we just read i want this to be a declaration tonight i want this to be a declaration that we do in the power of the holy spirit not on our own dependence but through the working of god in our lives this is what it will look like i want you wherever you see this blank i want you to put the put your name and kind of speak this over your life because this is the truth that god is speaking over you this is the truth that ninad will be a well watered garden a gurgling spring that never runs dry ninad will use the old rubbles of the past lives to build a new to rebuild the foundations from out of your past and ninad will be known as those who can fix anything restore old ruins rebuild and renovate and make the community livable again this is god's word can i can i encourage you if you if you have just let this time to, to kind of make use of this time and to speak this over your life to to really declare this is the word of god guys this is not this is not just any motivational talk this is the scripture and this is the scripture that god desires to come alive in your life to come alive through your life and that's a power when each one of us where as a community when we declare this this is something that we declare this is something that we prayed for you last week when we were when we met over prayers that zealous will be a well watered garden a gurgling spring that never runs dry that zealous will use the old rubbles of the past lives to build a new to rebuild the foundations from out of your past and zealous will be known as those who can fix anything restore old ruins and rebuild and renovate and make the communities livable again this is the word of the lord this is the promise that god gives to his people zealous i want to tell you this every god centered life is graced with the mandate to restore rebuild and renovate every god centered life is graced with this mandate If you are a believer in Christ, if you believe that Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life, I want to tell you, you have it in you because of Christ who lives in you. You have the capacity to restore. You have the capacity to rebuild. You have the capacity to renovate because that is the promise of God that is waiting to come alive in you first and then through you. that is jesus at work in you and then through you to restore to rebuild and to renovate that is the mandate that god is giving his sons and daughters and i want to encourage you that each one of you will be a well watered garden that is god's desire for you each one of you will use the very broken past that you have experienced to build something new out of that your past was not meant to destroy you your past was meant to prepare you for the glorious future that Jesus has for you and you'll be known as those who can fix anything because of Christ in you you can make the communities around you livable again every god centered life is graced with the mandate to restore to rebuild and to renovate let's pray i want to ask you this time if you can really allow the correction that god wants to bring 
in your life especially in those areas where you have made your faith in Christ as a religious show your faith in Christ as a as a hypocritical approach to community living jesus doesn't need all of that maybe the people around you do but jesus does not need it jesus wants your heart jesus wants you to come before him even if it's a broken heart even if it's a messed up heart even if it's a messed up life come before god as you are do not put on any facade because that is not the kind of worship that god is asking from you he is asking you to come before him as you are because that's what he can work with he is waiting to lavish his love on you he is waiting to lavish you with with his grace but he is also waiting to correct those very things that are keeping you back so i don't know what it is that the holy spirit needs to correct in your life i don't know what it is that god needs to convict you of but can i just encourage you let god bring out and call out the shallows of your life let god call you out from the very shallows and launch you to the deep and the and the and the beautiful things that he wants you to dive into because he's there to help you i i i want to speak especially over those who have been condemning yourselves because of your past i want to speak and encourage you especially those who have been condemning yourself because of this pandemic especially i want to tell you that is not your true identity what you are experiencing those moments of pain those moments of emotional torture and suffering that is not who you are jesus is making you a new person and i want to say that that if you have lost your first love for jesus christ that's where it starts tonight if you have lost that awe and that wonder and that reverence and that fear of god in your life that's where it begins for each one of you tonight so can i encourage all of us to come to that place of reverence to come to that place of awe of jesus christ to come to that place of that of that beauty and that fear of of holiness that god speaks about in his scripture and to let those very things draw you to the person of jesus christ we're so glad you've been listening in If you'd like to know more about us, follow us on Insta at Zealous Pune or visit us online at zealous.community.